What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mid Muse, a place where we muse about anything and everything. You never know what we're going to talk about. And in this first episode, it's me, John Dangler, and Cliff Sumner. We're talking about technology, the future, and how it's going to affect the human race. Enjoy. What's up, guys? You want to do a podcast? Second time you said that. It's the well, first it's, time it was recorded. Right. Oh. Well, no, it was like the fourth time we recorded. <laughs> yeah. We just deleted the other ones. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but you guys, I'm really excited about the theme song that you just, <laughs> you just the track you just threw down. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think Cliff and I are a little bit bitter on that one. Uh, so. What are we talking about today? Uh, Cliff keeps bringing up transhumanism. <laughs> actually, I, so I don't know enough about transhumanism. I, I don't even thought. know what it is. That's okay. not a thing. It is totally a thing. Oh, is this like I people dress like a fuzzy or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that uh, really it? <laughs> absolutely. That's okay. We're not talking about that. No, it's um, it's the advancement of the human biological form into machine, essentially something like that. So. Oh, well, that sounds awesome. It's awesome. Oh, I'm going to get everything that's available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's that? that? Those, con- those contacts <laughs> augment reality? <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I put a contact on top of another contact? Because I'll take four. And with that, I could cover up your face. Oh, those headphones can, I can just dial out John Anyone Sanders? That's perfect. Fantastic. I'll take two. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the stuff's coming, man. You know, it's oh, so. What's out right now? Like, what's available right now? Well, that's, uh, Apple that's a, Watch. That's a, <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, and they're they're working on like obviously human brain inter- interfaces right now. Like that's Elon Musk's big thing, one of his big yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but why? I do know some things. So like, I I got really fascinated for a while with wearables, and then you know the whole quantified self movement, and I actually really I, I just wish I had the better discipline to be better at like tracking things like that. Uh, however, they, one of the things that was really interesting is so, okay, let me see how to go about like, there is technology. So we already know like things are interacting with your brain. You know, your brain is wiring based on the way it fire, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together, that whole thing. So you, when you start coupling brain plasticity with interfacing with technology, we already have, uh, changing brains and you know there's things that take advantage of that behaviorally so like instagram uh came out of a behavior change classroom that basically they have this this is like bj fogg has this um out whatever it's behavior b equals mat so motivation plus ability plus trigger so i'm motivated to do something i have the ability to do something and something triggers me to do that thing and the so like for example when you open your instagram uh, and you look at the little heart immediately, it's not red. And then it becomes red in like a half second later. You, you ever notice that? What? So, so it's slightly delayed to create anticipation so that I'm this, I don't believe you. Oh, uh, I mean, try it. I don't uh, like, so this is one of the examples. This may not be the most updated example. I don't know, but I believe when you open that, am I right? 
My heart does not love me. It does not beat for me. There's nothing there anyway. <laughs> so the anticipation just goes on. So this is also part of the. <laughs> yeah, my 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 Instagram is all just advertisements and stuff. Am I supposed to like have <laughs> I don't, people? What, no, I don't you're, even know what you're, heart not, you're talking about. Am I supposed to follow people or something? Like, is there supposed to be something else on here besides it, advertising? The heart is when someone likes something. Is yeah, that yeah, what that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So the, here, look, let's just say what I'm saying is hypothetical, so that we we can just so. Basically, it creates anticipation, and what that does is it creates a kind of a refresh loop where your attention gets fixated on it. It's because, mm. you know, the whole economy is about keeping your attention in that. Well, what's interesting is, like, you actually, it actually starts to program you. Like, the programmers can program this in such a way that it programs you. And so there's advancements being made now with some, of, some neuroscientists working with game makers. Uh, so here's some things that they've just observed. Um, like something like Candy Crush uh, operates on the same uh, parts of your brain as like a crack addiction. And so <laughs> they are actually using Candy Crush. So if you're a crack addict wow. and you're trying to get through the withdrawal, you should play a lot of Candy Crush. What? Yeah. Do some Candy Crush. Wait, it, uh, didn't the casinos <laughs> need figure to start this out a long time ago? The casinos with the, the uh, slot machines? So there are, yeah, so there are, well, right, they're always doing psychological kind of interplay. So check this out. Now there's game makers working with neuroscientists for actually people that need something with their brain, brain damage or whatever. Mm. And what they're doing is they're creating games that you play that, and you wear, you know, whatever that headset, you know, mesh, kind of, what do they call that? That um, EK. Is it EKG? That's yeah, not I it. mean, I, e I can picture what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're measuring brain waves in this now. Yeah. So they're hooked up to a bunch of monitors and they play a game and then based. So let's say like, here's a surprise in the game. And then what's that do in your brain and does it do what they want it to do? And so then that fee, it creates a feedback loop into mm -hmm. the game and they're actually figuring out for you what these things are doing in your brain. And then the game is evolving and presenting wow. itself to you to accomplish certain ends in your brain. So like, oh, we're trying to hone this capacity in your brain. And so the game changes so, based on what your brain is doing to change your brain. To manipulate brain plasticity. Tell me that's not horrifying. That's scary. Field yeah. of, like, it's very exciting for someone it's who's got a little awesome, slight learning disability. And then yeah, you're like controlling my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually like, oh, the potential of that with machine learning and AI. And then you start thinking about. Yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? Or horrifying. What, what, you know, Both. two times the Both. same, yeah. same coin. Got to give in. Just give in to our robot overlords. It's done. We're done, man. It's it is really going to be done soon, man. Are we recording? Yeah, don't tell my mom. Look it up. All right, I'm looking it up. Uh, so we had some static, and somebody knocked on the door, and yeah, we talked about some really secret stuff that we didn't want anybody to hear about, and so we deleted everything and started over. Which, which someone jokingly said, oh, someone, John. <laughs> John said, I, what did I say? Uh, you didn't say that? Somebody. I guess it was somebody. I don't know who said that. So Cliff will say a lot of times, you know, we might have to edit some things out because my mom <laughs> can't tell my mom. <laughs> no, tell so me. he's now Googling to see if there is a podcast named don't tell, tell my mom podcast. because welcome be the to name. the don't tell my mom podcast <laughs> yeah. if there's no, where we're gonna just let it it's we're just gonna perfect. let it hang out we're just gonna talk through things whatever things happen across our minds but guys seriously don't tell my mom <laughs> or cliff's mom in particular yeah don't tell my mom 
So what going back to the transhumanism thing, what what exactly are you interested in, Cliff? Like what why have you kind of been on that topic lately? It exists. God damn. It all exists. They all exist. Don't tell my mother. Don't tell my uh, whatever. What? Why do I like the topic? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I started when did this start? I just had an idea a while back, which was original to me, but as it turns out, like, obviously other people have had it because I'm not that smart. Um, I think I saw, I watched a Black Mirror episode with a very similar topic, like, a, a year later or something like that. But yeah. um, transhumanism, I think I was thinking about consciousness, the transfer of consciousness to a machine. How would that even be possible? Then you start talking about, like, what is consciousness? How are we consciousness? Why am I? Mm-hmm. you know um what makes me me what made that kid that like got frozen in that river in japan they revived him like four hours later or something like that why huh? is he still the same person you know like he was off you turned him off and then you turned it back on again four hours later like so if if you could turn me off and put me in a machine and then turn me back on would i still be me why is he still him and so then I started thinking about, well, what if you could have a machine <clears throat> so powerful that it could essentially emulate the human environment? So if you know what an emulator is, you know, you can get like a, a Nintendo emulator for your phone, yep. you know, so you can right. play all the NES games. Essentially, the phone is so powerful that it can recreate the hardware environment and processing of a Nintendo entertainment system. Sure. And then you can load the ROMs into that environment and play that game. So what if you had a computer that was eh, a million times more powerful than the human brain? Whatever. Yep. In every aspect. Quantum processing. All kinds of weird stuff. you know. And then you could emulate a human brain. But beyond that, I started thinking, well, what if you completely map the human genome? Every bit of it. you know. And then a computer emulation program was like, okay, well, if I take you know these chromosomes or whatever, this sperm particularly in every down to the molecule like this sperm and i combined it with this egg this is what would happen you know the machine could say this is exactly what would happen it would it would like mm-hmm. split at this point within two weeks you'd have this many cells in exactly this configuration all the dna the same everything and and within a year it would be this and essentially and, and in five years and ten years and a hundred years whatever it could just extrapolate it out perfectly mm-hmm. What would be the difference between that and a human in real life? So it's like that thing would have all the same neurons firing, all, all the basically an exact mimic electronically of all the hormones, everything going on inside the body that would be would be happening inside of a machine. So that thing would have emotions and thoughts just like the human that would have been born what would be the difference? It's all just electrical signals, right? So I started thinking like, man, what if this, this, I started thinking, well, well, this could be a, like a cool book or something. Like you, you have a, a future AR is coming. It's going to be the next thing, you know, yeah. forget about your cell phone. Unless they jump to some human brain interface really fast and we just totally skip AR. Yeah. That seems like a necessary step. Yeah. But so we're AR and then like, so you, you, you're walking around in Curtis Hickson park or whatever. And, you just see digital people. They're real people, you know? Like, they have feelings. And if you walk through one, it's real taboo. It's like, hey, don't walk through me, man. You know? Like, and and then I was thinking, well, that 
if that's possible, that is that is the like end. That's like the end um, point of evolution for humans. No more, no more biological. It's like we just we get all the all the DNA of humans and we just map it all, and then we can fix it all because it's all jacked up. Our DNA, you know, it's got all those extra like parts from viruses and all kinds of stuff from the past that are just totally inactive and not even a part of being human. We fix all that. And then you just have humans propagating inside of machines forever. Mm -hmm. At that point we're timeless. Like, so maybe, maybe light travel for instance is theoretically, maybe it's impossible. It's just not going to happen ever. It's just impossible. Maybe we can't fold space. We can't create a warp field or something like that. You know, like sci-fi says, it wouldn't matter because we could just say, yeah, we're going to travel at a quarter of the speed of light or whatever it is, whatever's actually possible. And it's going to take us whatever, uh, 10,000 years to get to the next star system. doesn't matter. We just pause ourselves or slow time down or speed it up and we can just get there and it won't matter how long it took and everything happening back on earth is, it just doesn't even matter. Like they, they could just, everybody could just pause themselves and wait for us to get back. You know, and it'd be like nothing ever changed here. But you see what I mean? It's the, the, the possibilities are limitless. Now, you, once we become timeless and limitless like that, obviously, where does purpose come from? Blah, blah, blah. But these are, but these are simple, like, I, I say simple. I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <clears throat> but <laughs> is it that obvious? But these are the things that I was thinking about. But it's like, we, we might be able to stretch way beyond, like, our struggle with purpose, and meaning in life like there's a whole bunch of crazy instincts and stuff happening in the back of our mm -hmm. heads from the millions of years of development that we could maybe evolve way beyond you know sure. and then and then let's say you get let's say somehow we can't get over the fact of getting bored with knowing everything and have seeing everything in the universe and knowing that the universe is about to end or whatever from heat death and we just say you know what for the next hundred years i want to live a human life and so I stick myself back into a virtual human world, which is exactly like this world simulation. People talk about that stuff all the time. Um, and, but I, I'm like, I have no memory of anything that happened before. And I'm just going to live this life for a hundred years, come out with a lesson, you know, like I did it guys. I'm back. You know? So that that's something that I remember listening to an Alan Watts talk where he paints the picture of where you just ended. Like you're an all knowing, all powerful being, that says, you know, I want to, I need, you know, or you, you had some machine that no matter what you wanted, what you could imagine, you could have it manifest itself. You're like wealth or, you know, women right. or whatever Everything. you want, you just manifest it. He's like, but eventually all of it is boring. And so you say, you know what, I'm on, I want to surprise. And there's this one lever that you've never pulled uh -huh. and it's surprised me. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was a thought, but then at the same time, I, I think that, you know, we're, very limited in our thinking. Like, sure, if we had everything, if there was, an, it's, it's actually like a really good thought experiment because it's like, okay, that sort of enlightens me to how I'm supposed to be finding meaning and purpose in life. If I can imagine having everything mm -hmm. and thinking, wow, I, then I would be bored. It's like, it says something for what I should be doing with my yeah. life, you know? But at the same time, that's with a very limited cognitive, like, backdrop like we we could maybe we just evolve way way beyond that i mean maybe we're ten thousand times smarter than we are we extract all the instinct and weird stuff and we're just 
I don't know, rational. I, I don't know, you know. I couldn't know because my brain is very small. You know, it's an interesting thing just to me. Like the so my, when I think of programming in relation to the mind, I think it's just an, I go like down this other rabbit trail that is programming of the mind. Like I think. You know, I don't know, take an experience. You guys familiar with like flow state, being in the zone, oh, that kind of thing, where you kind of like go and you enter into this like super non self conscious state like of being. When I was in singing that song earlier. Yeah, yeah. And you weren't yeah. recording. I, look, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were seriously going to do it. I just was messing around. I, I made a mistake. Singing. I I can admit that I made a mistake. I should have hit record. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't, I'm just glad we're don't recording blame now you. as you yeah, said that. Now, That's yes. good to have on record. <laughs> you made a mistake. Yeah, we're John pull Sanders sound makes bite. mistakes. I, it's rare. It's rare. But when <laughs> it happens, we won't be putting that part of the sound bite in. It's not rare. I can admit. Mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think because I, I think about that stuff a lot in terms of like what does behavioral change and these kind of things, but like this other train of thought is like what's technologically possible that like makes literal biological obsolete or unnecessary um this is scarier train of thought it's crazy i mean it's it's crazy to think though that we could be machines and still be uniquely human no i don't think so yeah i mean you're making a huge leap to say that like, duh! Yeah, of course I'm making a huge <laughs> leap. This is completely <laughs> theoretical, just imaginative in my head. Yeah, but, but it's but it's, you can it's imagine a philosophical it, you? statement. Sure, I mean, but you can imagine it. It's like we, we so machines you can, are not unique. You, 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 I mean, obviously there are unique machines, but they're very limited in their uniqueness. However, like imagine having like all our DNA and being able to combine it in the ways that we do it now. And so it's it's always these unique combinations that come together to make this unique creature. That could still be the case in the future in machines, you know, just the way it's emulated and the machines are getting better all the time, blah, 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 blah. But where there's still this human, very human aspect within them who controls it all. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just a thought. It's, so I, I don't my thought is there's something about the hardware and the so the combination of the hardware and software. So the, the hardware of the body and then the software of the mind or soul, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, that that makes a human. The wetware of the mind. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think if you remove the hardware, even if the software Wetware. is similar, I, it's something different. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I, there's... You say it's different, a, but, you're, but, we're, but I'm still... But <laughs> yeah, like, who are you to say that? Yeah, it's like... But <laughs> the thing not. is, you, you have a... Look, we're talking about, I, just imagine, a machine a thousand sure. years from now yeah, will yeah. survive, that why couldn't it perfectly mimic down to, like, the molecular level, yeah. the wetware of the human mind. Yeah. Why couldn't it? Well, it you know, if it could, why well, would it be different? So it, it's you know, it sounds like you're describing from. So if you added religious language to what you're saying, you're describing heaven. Or oh, being, or being God, really. Right. Like you're, it, you're, it's omniscience, omnipotence. Like imagine if you were God and you could create any kind of being you wanted to create. Sure. Is this? That's the. What's interesting is actually. So I don't I think John I think you were in this college class with me I don't remember it was an early religious intro to religious studies or something did we take that together maybe um, but there was so I remember talking about because we read like uh, J.R. Tolkien stuff and we talked about like magic as technology and it's an, it was an interesting line of thinking but there is a way in which like sorcery and conjuring things is like they're like yeah it's this is simply like 
commentary on technology. It is. Mm. And as, and then as technology grows, I always think back to that, like this, it is the ability to manipulate reality with what magic. Yeah. Tech, that's a technology. And then you go, well, how far can technology go? And then, and then if you take that far enough, it comes back to something like being the, well, at, at least the ultimate genie, but it also is saying like, you're, well, you're a god, right? Or right. you are God. Take yeah. It to the ends. Right. Who was it that said like any sufficiently advanced technology should be indistinguishable from magic? Somebody said that sometime. That sounds good. Somewhere yeah, sounds yeah. good. Maybe. Yeah, I, said yeah, I think I've heard that before. <sighs> I probably said it. Yeah. I thought it. So well, like I thought about. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I've thought about the idea of heaven, and it, it's very much like you described. Uh, in it, it doesn't make sense to me, and so. For, because fundament, it's something fundamental to being a human is one being mortal and struggling and working and at least in the, uh, you know, maybe this is not an accurate picture of what, you know, an afterlife is, is or should be or is going to be or whatever. Um, but it, it seems like in order for humans to thrive in that kind of thing, that kind of environment, we'd have to f- just fundamentally be a different thing altogether according to the bible the fundamental part of a fundamental part of human humanity was not always being mortal we used to live forever maybe god put a limit on that maybe it's a bible thing is maybe (laughs) so in in your so in in the thing that you're describing i even so if we mapped the software i i just don't know that we would like it long term or or thrive in it or it would be sure no i mean that's that's what i'm saying like imagining in our current state knowing everything and having access to everything and being timeless like we would totally run out of anything that would of interest we it's like the new thing the struggle is like part of the interest and yeah the no risk no well, yeah yeah that 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 actually to me i mean it sounds like a hell sure and but and actually mm. back to tolkien this is just really interesting i always thought this was fascinating in the characters if you guys have read any of that or seen lord of the rings or whatever the elves mm. like live forever mm. and they're jealous of all of the other beings like humans and i think dwarves or whatever but they're like cuz they have set time for their life and they actually look at immortality as a as kind of kind of kind of like a curse, right? You you have to watch everyone that you love die. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they're in a place where they're the only ones. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, even like back to you know, if you want to use the Bible and the idea of like there was a you know the story. There's this people that was chosen and set apart to uh, witness to Yahweh or this God, Creator God in the in the world. And they were given a name, and that name Israel is to one who wrestles with God. Right? There is a in the very nature of identifying people or God's people or whatever is struggle. Like it, and like you're saying, it's like central. Like what, or even something like we referenced before, like flow state. It's and I don't know if we finished that thought, but it's like that. In one of the necessities of that is challenge and struggle and something beyond you You, otherwise otherwise there's boredom and of course too much of that is anxiety so there's like a actually that actually is the tension right you don't want something so horrible 
that you couldn't possibly deal with it. Like, uh, I don't know. I remember being surfing in Costa Rica and I tried to drop in on a wave that was, I think like seven stories. Yeah. High, at least in my mind, it was seven stories. high. I and, uh, and I, dude, I, there was no screaming cause I barely ever popped up. I literally just woke up on the sand Oh my! God. covered in black sand. Like, and, and it was, let's say this, it was too much for me. And that <laughs> is a lot like hell. Like I just washed and washed and washed. And so like, you know, it's like surfing is a good illustration. Like I want, I don't want to be bored. I don't want knee high waves that I have to get a longboard and uh -huh. ride in like a two year old. You know what I mean? But I also don't need seven story waves, which sure. I'm exaggerating obviously, but no, I'm horrifyingly I'm large. Seven story wave. Was it Witch's Rock? So if anyone knows that, uh, Witch's Rock is, you know, there was one other boat there. You couldn't get to the land cause it gets cut off from like it's a peninsula part of the year but in the wet season it's an island huh. it's an island so we took a boat out and we thought yeah take us up to the beach and the guy's like i'm not going to the i can't take a boat into the beach you have to jump out and swim into those waves from behind them hmm. so so this is part of it i could not get back to the boat and in fact one of the people with us the the guy had to when i finally made it back and i i legitimately was like i'm gonna die and i made it and what a impact that made it for me like psychologically <laughs> to have come out the other side of those waves like it's like a religious experience oh, wow. but my buddy that was there couldn't make it through and ended up sitting on the beach like in absolute despair and the boat driver had to dive in and swim in and get him like basically get his he couldn't get through with a surfboard so he had to get his surfboard and that dude paddled out like like it was just you know Jeez. a stroll down the block Jeez. But anyway, that's like, yeah, so that was a crazy experience. But I also go, man, I think like there's something there about the right kind of struggle, right? Like to be sure. overwhelmed as hell and to be without struggle as hell. But we're still considering these things within the framework of our normal current monkey brain. So it's like there may be some new realities that we are unaware of if we are able to expand past all that, you know? It's difficult to think about, but well, of course. it's impossible to think about. If you yeah. blow out all constraints, there's no. We're just like. I mean, imagine if I was like, you know, part kangaroo, sure. and like there was yeah. <laughs> just, could be anything. Yeah, it's could like be. then then you open up to like so without constraint. Well, you yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm bored I, just thinking about it. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Man. Right. I mean, my only point was, I not that it couldn't happen, but it, it was just uh, that. It wouldn't. You wouldn't be human at that point. You'd be something. We need a different word for that. There, you'd be something. Look, else. look, look. Uh, yeah, obviously, we're well, not actually human. Be a but, well, or we're transhuman. It's not. We're not. It's like some oh, aspect. This is why yeah, you're remember using that word? I thought you were just talking about putting a. That's a real thing. People talk. There are transhumanists out there. Look, it's like we huh. aren't. We aren't human anymore. We're transhuman or part human. Maybe we've we've lost so much of our humanity. But the. The whole thing that I presented was there is some sort of unique aspect of humanity remaining still, but we're expanded way beyond that. We just blew it out, you know, but whatever. It's just, yeah. I, I, but well, okay. Well, here's let's, let's take it back a little bit. All right. If we're still talking about transhumanism, I don't know what we're talking about, but it's fine. I don't, I don't know. Either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. Well, you said already that you would, I would what? Oh, I'm Go going for the, to. Yeah, that's whatever you got. Give it to context. me. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could imagine tools I wouldn't want, but yeah, I'm, well, like when I want. No, okay, but that's y'all like, seen Fringe? But you're talking you about that thing in the back of their head. <laughs> yeah, we, uh -uh. you're talking know, about like so Iron Man. Like you want to be Iron Man. I want to be Iron Man. 
Is that what he's talking about? Well, you're like it's like you're sure. still a human, but you're it's it, you're better. You're kind of like a uh, like you've got attachments. Oh, I want some or, attachments. Or yeah. Like, well, let's say this, okay? So let's say, oh, I think obviously you're not going to agree with it. I don't think. Well, I don't know if it's obvious, but it's we're getting rid of wetware and converting to hardware. So. <clears throat> oh yeah, no. Okay, go on. I, so yeah. let's say you have. Let's say they develop something to replace some part of your brain, like replace the, the part of your brain. Yeah, uh, not even just augment, replace. Let's just go all the way there. So the part of your brain maybe that um, it has emotions that processes. No, 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 no. That, that, <laughs> that processes vision, for instance. You just need an upgrade. You need a better one. So just yeah, yeah. You definitely need some. Yeah, anything that would process emotions, you need to get that. So you were saying about. <laughs> so, uh, so let's say it just replaces your the the visual cortex part of your brain, and you can replace your eyes with stuff that can just see way outside the spectrum. Um, this thing's capable of seeing like other colors or something. I don't know. Sure. Processing them like you're on mushrooms and it's really cool all the time. Uh -huh. You know, colors are great now. Um, and it's just way better, way, way better. Would you do it? You have a switch, like a DMT switch, like flip. <laughs> DMT. <laughs> now you're on DMT all of a sudden. That's a whole different thing, but sure. We can talk about that thing or no, but so, so, so your vision is then computerized, digitized, like it's like because sure because as soon as you take an image and you make it digital you can do whatever you want with it right so it's completely augmentable. You remember I I remember just I can being, do stuff. I just remember just watching the Terminator like forever ago and just like looking at people and information coming up next to them would that be that'd be helpful right e even if it was just that's Cliff. <laughs> Cliff is here. No, how many places His I go and I'm like it? I've met this person I recognize their face I they're called something. <laughs> right. But those two things are not attached, or they are, but not accessible to me. They're both yeah. in there, just in different drawers. Of course, you, you start doing that, and the, that part of the brain starts to just say, "Oh, I don't have to do this anymore." Yeah, it starts. Dying well, off. right. So that's what that's what I thought. Where I thought you were going with that's this not, is like so you are yeah. replacing it. Like how many? I know. I actually know a lot of people that can't get around town without a GPS. They've lived here for forever. It's tough for me. And like, even. Yeah. and like, they don't. What? Like, yeah. And oh, I recognize things all the time now. So directional is not one of them, but like I people like I remembered a lot of numbers when I was for a kid. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could do math <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, it's like we, we use these tools enough and we actually are losing the capacity. Like you go because in some sense you said earlier, like, oh, that's the end of evolution. But I've, I've had that same thought just in our own our own relationship to technology already. Sure. We're losing parts of ourselves. Yeah. Oh, can I? So this is a bit of a change of subject, but can I throw something out? It's related to technology and people. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I read this the other day. So, do you, um, well, do you guys know who Kevin Kelly is? No. It doesn't matter, but he's uh, one of the founders of Wired Magazine, huge into oh, tech. Cool. He's a futurist, writes all these cool books about where things are going. Really fascinating dude. Um, but I, But he spends a lot of his time with the Amish. And he wrote this article or blog it's on his blog or something called um amish hackers and so basically you know he's like look people think about the amish like how you know what what do you all think like as you think like oh amish and technology what are what are the immediate they're just rejecting technology okay. essentially like they're trying to live a simpler rejecting life rejecting it they feel simple. like technology is some sort of encroachment on their like religious beliefs or way of life or something along those lines i could be amish 
would you say, well, I want to know what you mean, what you think you mean by that, but would you say that, do you know what that is or why they're doing that? Uh, uh, no, not actually. Yeah. No. Okay. John, you said you could be Amish. What, like, well, I, I don't actually know anything about the Amish, but, they, uh, <laughs> so, but I could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I could be Amish. Uh, from what I know. I could be an animal. Yeah. <laughs> I could be a kangaroo. Yeah. You just upload me to the <laughs> computer kangaroo system. Kangaroo time. Okay. So what do you think? Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, uh, there's something, uh, I, I romanticize the idea of being cut off, like no technology, yeah. like going back to, you know, uh, you working in the field, you know, um, Oh yeah. I romanticize that too. Sure. And, and yeah. I, yeah, there's, there is a heavy appeal to pre-industrial. Sure. Right. Yeah. The world has gone quite, it, it, it that history seems really interesting, and the Amish seem like a throwback to pre-industrial yeah. a little bit. But what was interesting about this article is he said, actually, so whereas we have an immediate openness as a culture to technology, to a new technology, they have an immediate rejection. So it is a the default is set to no. So here's a new technology. Nah, probably not. Like, we'll wait and see. But he's like, but they don't actually have an outright rejection of it. And the filter that they're using to see which technologies they adopt. He's like, because if you go with the Amish, you see there's like farming. There's like yeah, pretty tractors without yeah. rubber tires. They have metal tires or something. Why? Right? So why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I do. Uh, just from this article, not like anything special. So how do you know that about the tires? Because I found out from this article. I spent some time up in Pennsylvania or something like that for a while. And, and they're metal, right? Yeah, the they wheels. have these big metal wheels. So on. you can't go on the road. And so, so oh. here's what's interesting is, so they're not against, so that's a great illustration. So they have technology, but they've made some weird choice about the relationship to it. And it is in the filter is so according to this Kevin Kelly article, it, one of the filters is, huh? Separation. Well, yeah, it's, it is their communal relationships. So why don't they use a car? Because then you're going to drive further away. You're not going to buy local. You're not going to be here mm. in the neighborhood. And you're going to separate yourself from the community. Very interesting. And so, no. And actually, a tractor is great if you're not going to use it like a car. Hmm. So you can have that. But we don't want you boxed in, closed away from people, and driving further away from them to go elsewhere. So, like, no, we reject that. We use horse and carriage. and then, But then he said, and even because they're they're self kind of governed. There's, it almost sounds like anarchist in a way, like they are, they're communitarian, right? So when, if you go one village to the next, you'll see like different technologies among different gatherings. So like others have chosen to adopt certain things, but part of the filter that they use is like, is this going to make us stronger and more tight knit as a family community? And, or is this going to break us apart? Is it good for us to stare at screens all the time instead of one another? Uh, and, and like that question. So we default say, no, well, we shouldn't adopt this. It'll probably hurt us relationally as technology tends to do. Uh, but then they go over time. Actually, this one might actually help us have more time together. So they have probably like an, an intranet Facebook <laughs> where it's just them Amish book yeah it's an Amish book <laughs> it's an actual book that they pass around <laughs> <laughs> they put photos in it oh, look that's it. a great idea <laughs> that's a fantastic idea let's go pitch it to the Amish book oh my god <laughs> it's just a bulletin board <laughs> they're like yeah we have this is a bulletin board 
We've That's been... a picture of my son. I put him up there for people to see. <laughs> yeah. I drew it. I wrote a little note. Have cameras. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that's man. I thought that this is some interesting stuff, and uh, the way I don't know all this stuff. The way we are so interesting. This is like uh, you know part of the let's say. So I was teaching a class. I'm teaching a class, um, and part of the setup for this class that we were so the class is on like work and like theory of work or whatever. But one of the ways, and it, it's in a Christian context, and so the part of the framework groundwork for that was like looking at the creation narrative. And, you know, we're created in the image of a creator. So that's, you know, they're kind of made to create or do something, right? But one of the things we talked about in those, like, looking at those first chapters is the idea of the fall as broken relationship. Like, we're not the same with each other or with God or with the earth or whatever. And actually looking at the words used to say, like, kind of in the end, God looks at creation and says it's very good. And that, that being like a relationally whole. Everything is, a, it's a balanced ecosystem. Everything is relationally whole. And then as the fall happens, this is like, you know, there's a breakdown in relationship. So sin kind of interpreting, interpreting a bit is saying like as something that breaks relationship. Right. And then just looking at like thinking about this in terms of the Amish and going, Oh, that's an interesting question. They're thinking about relationship. But what's interesting to me is as we're talking, this conversation really actually seems like it's a relational question. Uh, like our relationship to technology. So you're like, Oh, we're going to go through this thought experiment or where we're going to go is like that. There is a, we're actually saying like, what, what level of relationship are we willing to enter into with our technologies and what effects are our relationships having on us? Like, and then what effect does that relationship have on our other relationships? Like with one another, um, like right now we're using some technology to record each other. And I'm actually super grateful for it. If for nothing else that the three of us have, set aside time to sit down and talk to each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really good. That's Technology helped facilitate this relationship. That's kind of neat. It, it's odd though. And it's a, it's an additional motivator. So it's sure. like for some reason, the, breakfast would have been good. Yeah. Too. We could have just gotten <laughs> breakfast. Eggs, <laughs> you know? eggs would have been just but, as appealing, <laughs> but we're like, Ooh, we're going to record a podcast. We yeah. Do that. Really yeah. That. A sip of water. Yeah. What is that? Water. That's water? Yeah, I know, right? That's water? Yeah, it's in a really, it's like in a box. Oh, man, I thought it was some sort of like coconut thing. No, I did too. It looks like a coconut thing, doesn't it? I'm going to pretend it is. It's just water. It's alkaline water. (laughs) uh, Quite the silence there. Yeah. Sorry. We can edit that. I'm still a human, so I get thirsty. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Should be a machine. <laughs> oh, so you're probably, panel. just based on the things you're saying, I guess that you would be someone who would want something like a pill that replaced all necessity to eat. I already have that. It's Soylent. called Huel. Yeah, it's very similar <laughs> to Soylent. <laughs> Man. Um, Human fuel is that what that is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I. I basically, I basically had that all day yesterday, and then at the end of the night before we went go karting, which was awesome, uh, we got a hungry Howie's pizza. I'll tell you what. So you know this already from you know experimenting with fasting and stuff like that. But man, I'll tell you what. Like food, that is one of the perks of eating something like fuel all the time. So when you eat real food, it's just like, it's like heaven. 
Well, so this is part of the, I, I don't know, maybe you've heard me say this, but I've always said, and I don't know, people think it's crazy, but I, I say that food, I think food is a better experience than sex. And I think that's true for all humans. It's just <laughs> that you lose sight of that because of how often you get to have food. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You just take for granted <laughs> if you had food as often as you had sex. Starve for a little while, and then I'll offer you the two. <laughs> which like one you would personally you want? Have? Well, for sure, which one you'd be more motivated toward? Yeah, yeah. Which one would you rather have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starve you of both for seven days. <laughs> See what happens. Amish man, I want to go. Let's let's all go to the Amish and record a podcast there with the Amish. Will they do that? It's not going to break their community up. Oh yeah, I. It depends on the community. It depends on the discussion. Like, yeah, I would. I. I. Uh, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's conceivable. Hmm. It's conceivable. That's all I know. Because that'd be really interesting. I bet you have. I bet there's like two yeah. people you could reach out to, and you're connected to a, an Amish community. Oh, for sure. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean. Yeah. So once you tap into, I mean, if you know anyone connected to like peace church so you know amish or quakers would be the ones i'd be like more likely to know locally but what's the difference well they're different communities i mean so you know quakers are living all around town it's just it's it's also a peace church communitarian church they have a lot of the same it's anabaptist is what it is but they don't live they're they're like their entire lifestyle isn't wrapped around like community and simplicity and rejecting no so you know another group here in the similar line of is the bruderhof and down in st pete did you go with us to visit them? Did I? I don't remember. I don't know. They had a house with a bunch of gardens, and they were, they built furniture. They built like um, they built like amazing furniture, and then but all the ladies I remember wore bonnets. They're like it's weird. Like they they look like they're from another time, but the guys don't. Like the guys just like jeans and a mm. shirt, and the women had like looked like they were like Handmaid's the Tale, like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Creepy and interesting. Yeah, have you guys watched that? Have you seen that? I've only seen like one episode. You shut it off. You're like, God, good (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this. (laughs) Huh. What? So I could reach out to some Amish folk. What if? Yeah, we could do it. Are we talking about? Is this like? I don't know. I don't know how we got here. Here, here. I know. I know how. Should we really be doing that? I know how we can tie it together. We can convince. The Amish to adopt transhumanist technologies <laughs> that will tie them together in a closed network for all eternity. For all of eternity, you will nobody will ever leave you, the community. You can't, you can't. Well, you could leave if you wanted. It's to. like the but, cell. Yeah, but at you that could, point. Yeah, it's gonna mm. be great. Yeah, where are we? What are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, we could pivot. I, I'm curious to hear. You're doing a. a you're teaching a class, or yeah, uh, it's called work and creation. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, good. We're halfway through, so it's just four weeks. Um, and it is, yeah, it's basically a theology of work or a philosophy of work Mm -hmm. kind of, um, so over the four weeks, the way we broke this out is it, we're going, so we're, it's kind of deductive. We're starting with the broadest of brushstrokes, kind of, um, the theological, metaphysical, philosophical, like framework of work and then so we went like abstract metaphysical week one week two is more like structures and systems so like your our relationship to work capitalist system what we exist within the uh trade of labor for finance like the the coupling of so like here's a good way to illustrate that relationship in peter morin 
was one of the founders of the Catholic Worker. And in the, this is like right in the beginning of the Great Depression, the Catholic Worker was doing a lot of the old bread lines and things that you picture. So there's this story and it echoes in a lot of Peter Morin's like thought is, so he walks up to this table of men who are in the Great Depression. They have no jobs. They're sitting around all day and they're there. They need some food. And he's like, why aren't you working? And they're like, there's no work. And he's like, what are you talking about? There is a ton. There's work everywhere you look. Like, look around. Look at how much work there is to do. And they're like, yeah, but nobody's hiring. And he's like, what, do, what does that have to do with work? You are created to work. You will feel better if you work. You are made to do something productive. Offer it as a gift. Go clean up the neighborhood. Sweep up the street. You need to do something. And I think that that story really well illustrates this Um relationship we have where we think of like work in exchange for you know you work for money work is something you do to live rather than something you live to do so those are mm. so we're looking at some of the systems or whatever so then we're going to drill down a little further next week and we're going to talk about issues issues being something like your psychological issues uh the things in you that keep you from embodying those values or so this is kind of like the, in, so that's a bit of the external existential reality within which we live. And then this is more the individual having to navigate responsibly in this world and say, do you, do you really embody the things that we've looked at and said, if, if this is the true nature of work, how can you kind of, what issues are standing in your way from executing or living like that's what matters. And then the final week is just really like nuts and bolts, tools, tactics, uh, like just helpful things like rituals and rhythms and calendars and, you know, actual tools for like productive Mm. focused work. And so, yeah, that's kind of the, the four week template that we're using as as the syllabus, I guess. That's really cool. Anybody push back on kind of that pre sub sub. I can't say that word. Well, it's in, so I'm teaching it at the underground, the underground's uh, summer Institute. So it's a pretty, um, that's a, that was a pretty easy, so they, it's a, it's a Christian group of people that, yeah. um, that respect and use the Bible authoritatively. And mm-hmm. so, no, I mean, then it's that could, because if you, so literally what we did was you just took the first three chapters of Genesis. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. leading, we're doing that. I'm doing this with filet. So filet actually did this Bible study section, uh, really well. And she, she said, all right, there's here, we're going to break up a few tables. This table is going to get Genesis one. This one's going to get Genesis two, which for those that aren't familiar are two different creation narratives. Mm-hmm. And then the third chapter is what's known as the fall. And so that was given to another group. We said, Hey, read those. And then you're going to talk your table. You're going to like talk about it and then talk to all of us about what you saw there. And we, you know, we primed that saying we are looking for work. We are thinking about work. And so, kind of look so like interesting observations came out of that people were like you know every like there was an order to creation so like the systems and ecosystems that was stuff that emerged that i thought was really interesting but also like roles and functions of um you know the light to govern the day like there was there's like there's like items created and then jobs or purpose for those things to do right and so and then man is in especially in chapter two is like it says like God creates a garden so that man has work. Like, and mm. this is pre fall. So this is like, Oh, work is not something we do because the world's broken. It's something we were intended to do. So like we were talking about earlier, like you need challenge, you'd be bored without challenge. So there's like a job to be done. So God is working. And then 
man is given a job and it's only in the fall that that job now it's by the sweat of your brow thorns and thistles challenge like struggle in your labor in your work and so the way that we feel about work is more of a condition of broken relationship to our work and so then one of the things we had them read which um i actually could pull out and like read you a couple pieces of if you want but dorothy sayers um wrote this article this essay called why work uh she was she's a writer like prolific writer so you might know that name from she wrote like nonfiction stuff she was brilliant but she's also a christian and in um this beginning of world war ii you guys might remember this but there was like um so like the pro you guys seen the propaganda posters there's actually some over there in our free market where there's like um, you know, the victory gardens conservation mm -hmm. don't waste. I'm mm -hmm. my favorite one from that time was there's an image of a guy driving a, it's a, uh, it's a poster of a guy driving a, what's a convertible. And then there's like a ghost figure in the passenger seat. That's very clearly Hitler. And the thing says, if you ride alone, you ride with Hitler mm -hmm. because it's like, you're basically, wow. so the, <laughs> the awesome. government starts pushing this propaganda right. saying conserve. Don't buy new clothes. Don't be consumers. Be producers. We have to work and, and they reinstitute like a true honor value for work. And Dorothy Sayers is saying, hey, can we look at what's happening right now? Because all of this is being done for the art of war. And the waste, I promise you, is still happening. It's just happening on the battlefield, right? We're still being hugely wasteful. But culturally at home, we're, we're re-engaging in work as in related to the fruits of our labor rather than the exchange of economics. And we're being encouraged to conserve and produce and save and mend and take, and like all these things that we should really value. Right. And like you said, like this throwback to the, like there's something about the romanticism of the sure. pre-industrial and that's kind of something she's echoing. Like we've become crazy in this way. Like the only way for this to sustain is constant consumption and she's asking, do we want to go back to the way it was before after the war? She's like, because when I hear people say after the war, it makes me tremble because she's like, I what I hear you saying is I want to go back to overconsuming. I want to go back to this unhealthy relationship to work. And so she puts out these things like I want like. Um, so, yeah, things like rather than asking, what does it pay? What is the work worth? And, and are we looking at, is this a thing worth making being made well? And that's like the, like it's craftsmanship. And in, in, so she actually leads to this idea, which I think is really interesting. She has this thing where she says like, don't look to serve the community, um, but serve the work because the work is what serves the community. And when, so she uses, she's a writer. She's like, when I write a play, if I keep asking myself, what will people think of this? And I'm playing to the audience. I will write a bad play. Like that is the self-consciousness is the way to make a bad play. Mm -hmm. But if you serve the script and you faithfully serve the work, let the work serve God, let the work serve the community, let the work do mm -hmm. its work. And, uh, and so she, uh, it's dude. So I highly recommend that reading yeah. that article, but that we read that and discussed that for class. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, Super, super powerful to me. I mean, that, that article just makes me tremble. That well, given, true. Okay. given everything you just said, uh, what are your thoughts on universal basic income? Oh, yeah. So um, I actually I don't have like really well thought out and they're definitely not political thoughts. Um, I guess I think um, and, and I'm not an economist. Like, I don't even know how I'm like, I don't even know how that works. That's magic. 
um, <laughs> really, you know, in some really strange way. It's it's very complicated. But generally speaking, when I look at the way the world's going, so something like, yeah, like it's a game over for like truckers, right? Like that, mm, and yeah. it's it's like the most employees in. It's the biggest workforce there is, and it's it's over. Now, at, if you're a trucker, you should be getting other skills right now because you you know there's a shelf life on your job. Like inevitably, if we get 10 years down the road and you're only a trucker and you haven't developed any other skills, you kind of deserve to not have a job. Well, I don't think it'll happen that fast. So, but, but whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, like yeah. you should start preparing for that. But here's the thing. We start like we start wiping out the instrumental necessities of humans in well, checkout and driving and and it's endless right. the amount of ways like the so there's an interesting video CPG Gray puts up uh, CGP Gray anyway on YouTube uh, called Humans Need Not Apply, but it's exactly this like with the future of robotics and where all these things are going like you you, you will have a job the way horses have jobs today like sure there's a Clydesdale but back in the day they pulled every buggy there was and and like so he has this thing in the video these two horses talking and they go. Oh, those electronic buggies, those gas-powered buggies will never take our jobs. Hmm. <laughs> and he's like, and that's us talking now. Right, yeah, he's like, sure. it's game over. So universal over basic income yeah. is a necessity. And the thing that I really like about that idea is that it could potentially break our economic relation to work. Now, that doesn't mean work's still not going to produce value and gain income beyond the basic threshold, right? But it might actually give us something that can move past subsistence and desperation of people doing and so that we don't... One, there's going to be a whole lot less of this work to be done, but we're and we're going to have to find new ways to engage and challenge ourselves and develop. And I actually am pretty excited about the potential of that now. That's because I'm me and kind of hopeful and yeah, want to like, optimistic gain. it's optimistic, but like, you know, I also know how people can be with, I mean, God, like the amount of, because it will be a necessity because if you don't find challenging, meaningful work to engage in, even if it's not employment related, you will die slowly. And I think that's what we see with people that are unemployed or purposeless or even employed and purposeless. I have to jump in because yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this rings true to me because I had like a six-month stint where I was just like, eh. I, was, I, I had taken a position at work at one of my jobs that just I was not fit for. I just couldn't do it. And yeah, it was like a, talking about yeah that. like a sales position thing and I can't do it. it. Just There's some sort of weird moral hang-up that I have with trying to make a profit off of people that I want to help, you know, yeah. some something like that. So uh, I just, it was like six months or something where I just didn't work. And I was hoping in that time, like, oh, I had, I had all these, you know, if I had disciplines built, it, the time might have gone considerably different, but I didn't. Yeah. So it was, it was just me sitting around thinking, hoping that I would figure out what I want to do next, what I want to do with my life, you know, because I still don't know. But man, I got without work with even, even without just even the smallest amount of purpose, like my current job, I'm working for somebody else. It's like, what am I really doing? Anybody could do this. It's, it's not purposeful to me, but it is something and without even the smallest thing, I I really started like going dark, man. I I was mm. 
I lost energy. I just didn't feel like doing anything. I was getting depressed and just stuff started falling apart emotionally. Yeah. And so I, I, I was really losing it. So it really makes a lot of sense, you know, and it, and it really is scary to think that jobs, we will not be able to do jobs anymore. So it's like how long and how many, how long till humans and how many humans figure that out? And say I've got to do something, whether yeah. it's gardening or something. Attention. Yeah, it's because coming. because I think that I think that a lot of people are just going to fall apart, man. Just fall apart. Yeah, and they're no, not going to sure. figure that out. For so sure. it's like, how do we figure that out? You know, it's coming. Like I don't know, I don't know how many. You know, obviously there's going to be people that have some sort of projections about when these things are going to start taking place, but it's oh, coming yeah. fast. It's yeah. like it is barreling in on us, and we're not prepared for AI. It's it's on the way, and like there's. And AGI is coming soon too, and that's some scary, scary shit. But it's like all the jobs are going to be taken over eventually. Anything that requires any level of skill is going to be complete. We're going to be completely outmoded. Well, and you should be right. So, like, even just taking something like driving. I mean, honestly, as soon as I mean, God, they're already almost better than you. Oh yeah. So so then so oh. then and and networkable. And so, like, once once you hit a tipping point of, of these automated driving, self-driving yeah. vehicles, right? Car isn't even the right word anymore. But vehicle, things mobily moving around, then y- it, it should be illegal for you to drive. For sure. Because, like, you're just a, you're kind of a dumb mo- When a it's a thousand really, times, comparatively, uh, ten thousand times better than you, it's going to be, it, we're going to look back and the kids will be like, you drove those I things? Can't, yeah, right. How fast? And you just had little things that. Like little yeah. balloons that pop yeah. up to protect you. This is crazy. You're talk. insane. Yeah. yeah. Like what? You're not even networked. Good God. How did you know if there was what, what? kept you from going through intersections? Because they're not going. You're not going to need lights. They're going to know where each other. Are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to ask. This is going to be mapped out. Just not going to adjust yeah, their speed. It's going to be great. There's not going to be any traffic anymore. Right. And we get to do whatever we want while we're in the car. But where are we going? What are we going to do? <laughs> not me, man. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna have an old car with. It's going to be there illegal is. for you to drive it. And you're going to get arrested. No. Yeah. No, yep. for sure. You're going to get arrested. How are you going to catch me? I'm going to drive away. <laughs> with their drone that's with a magnet. That's true. <laughs> this isn't complicated. <laughs> Gets you right land now. Land a drone on your hood and shoot an EMP wave and it's going to fry all your electronics and your old car is just going to come to a store. And then you're going to jail for life. But what you could do is get some land, grow some food, and you could carve a little. I would be little, Amish. That's what it, you could carve a little... You're like an Amish dude that has like a racetrack on on his property. He just drives in a circle in his yeah. old car all day. It's okay. So yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. So you were asking I, about so universal I'd, basic income. Yeah, if you're if you're having a hard time finding the way back. Uh, no, I mean I agree. I think um, that that's my biggest fear is I you know so. It, to think about it in uh you know a optimistic uh lens sure free people up be creative do stuff you want to do uh but i i think more people more i think more people will default to uh just being lazy and falling apart and yeah no i actually agree so it's funny i'm not actually hopeful about the majority of people but i i guess i don't this is bad i don't <laughs> think i care about the majority uh. of people like no no but i mean because because here's the thing is like if Ultimately, I'm like, what I long for is human freedom. And if you use that freedom to deteriorate, then then you you should just die. I mean, like, but 
But if you use, I was going to go to jail for driving a car. Yeah, you are going to go. Right? No, they take liberties away from people who take liberties. (laughs) G.K. Chesterton said. Mm. Um, Yeah, because so yeah, I guess I guess like I'm I'm excited about the potential of having human freedom to flourish, right? To go, man. Now I'm free to engage in meaningful work and think. I mean, because like this is what the agricultural revolution did, right? Was that it? Like, you know, at some point along the way, we didn't even know you could like just grow food. Right. right? Yeah. Mankind was like scavenging and looking and whatever. And then I think probably someday someone dumped out their bedpan, uh, had some tomato seeds in it or whatever, or like somehow dropped something and saw something grow. I was like, wait a minute. You know, we like whatever that huge revelation that we could just stay here and put a bunch of these seeds in the ground and grow food. That's this huge transition, and that is the beginning of the development of things. Agriculture would lead to culture, would lead, like culture in the way that we know it, civilization. That, yeah. that like it, uh, philosophy, the capacity to develop, like to have time to sit and think is a mm-hmm. is a luxury. It was probably women born. that did that too. I did what? Figured that out. You could grow stuff. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know who. I, I, mean, was, I was just, just making up. A, I was just kind of picturing in my head the men out hunting, and then the women like you know we just. This thing's got a seed in it. We could grow yeah, it. baby, I've been gathering all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, they it changes the landscape for forever, and then so and that leads us to like be able to be in a family. I mean, this little house on the prairie now. So you have a yeah. family unit. Education happens there. There is no leaving the house to work. It's like we work together. We work the land. We think about the relational connection. This is why the Amish are like, no guys, this was way, 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 way better for us in every way. Mm-hmm. Like we have an integrated life. There's no Like we talk about like work life balance that that would never have been a concept. It's just, yeah, we grow food. We read, we spend time together. We enjoy life. We're in relationship in community. Then as industrialization happens, people start moving into cities, leaving the farms this is where you start breaking apart the family. If you want to go back to the breakdown of the family, it, it immediately couples with industrialization, urbanization, and and really the like. This is where this is relate. Capitalism grows up right alongside this. This is where you start breaking apart labor and capital. Mm. And now you're now capital is I have a factory and the tools and the productive assets, and you know I need you to come in and work. And this guy's like. Uh, I was working the farm. I could work here. I could get this money and look at all the things that I could buy now that industrialization is making uh, this stuff more accessible and affordable. I can have a TV. I can get a radio. I can. And so we change culturally. This is now women want to go into work, too. And so now the family is completely broken apart. Mm -hmm. This is this is what technology really has done to us relationally and to our relationship to work and the planet. And because profit breaks apart from concern for the planet or morality breaks apart from markets. Like these things aren't, it isn't just a household economy. By the way, economy comes from oikos, like, uh, which is a Greek word for family or household. Mm. So it's like economy economics is managing the household. Right. But, but like that's like inner origin etymologically, like that's what it goes back to. So like this, so you see this huge transition take place. And then now, with everything we're talking about, we're like, where are we going to go? Uh, but, but we're gonna, I don't know. It, it is potentially freeing us up to be back in relationship, back into thinking, back into enjoying and producing, like developing things like art 
or like there is, and that's what makes me hopeful. And I'm like, man, I look forward to the day that we have all this technology and we have the freedom to, I don't know, go back to the home on the range a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know if that's, that's super optimistic, but it's at least an option. And the option is exciting to me. And then you go, yeah, but most people are going to like lay down and die. I'm like, yeah, but who, that's their fault. I, I, and I genuinely feel that way. I know it's like cold, but I'm like, no, I mean, they could, they don't have to do that. Well, until they lay down and they and don't do anything and then, and then complain that the UBI is not high enough and they need more money. And it's just this cycle of just dishing out more money to lazy people. Oh, I see where this went. <laughs> <laughs> he crosses his arms. He's got a welfare state. <laughs> I no, I'm all about uh like a safety net. I you know, I like the idea of taking care of people and uh I think that's good. Um it, it's tricky though, I, you know, I cuz I think sometimes helping can be damaging. For sure. So, I, you know, well, that's another, and so I'm not totally against UBI, but that's my uh, my concern is it's just going to spiral out of control. It's a beautiful sound. Yeah, but earlier I was like, I need to shut this off. Almost got distracted. Sorry, John, I got distracted. No, I just I I think if uh, you know, it's kind of Pandora's box. Once you open that up, it's just yeah, you know, uh, you're just going to spend more and more money. There's never going to be an end to it. So what what do you suggest? I so I am uh politically speaking I'm probably um a libertarian. I I don't want the government to do anything. Anything? Very little. I want I want to move in the direction of them not doing anything. Anything? What do they need to do? Fix our roads protect our national interests i don't know um yeah maybe we do uh, need armed forces we need like sure to you need an army do things politically so that people don't just yeah i mean look i'm being extreme but i i want them i want the government to do, okay let me be more realistic i want the government to do very little well right so so do i right and i think that this is where because, okay, so one thing to be clear, libertarian doesn't imply really right and left necessarily is is anti-authoritarian. Yeah. Right? That's a libertarian sure. viewpoint. Now, now, we tend to use that to mean toward the right, uh, which I think is accurate because I think toward if you went left libertarian, you're more like a well, anarchist or something yeah, like yeah. that, which they have a lot in common, right? Because it's... It, anarchist and libertarian yeah, yeah. in that it is yeah, yeah. no government do very little right. like there is a way in which and so and and i guess i would lean that way in the visionary sense in like not looking at what humans actually are but in mm -hmm. what humans actually could be i'm like this is like the kingdom of god we all freely take responsibility and utilize our our uh individual uh work and achievement to do something that's good interested yeah, yeah. in the common good out of our own freedom without any you know one breathing down our neck or power making that happen that the power is in the hands of the people and the people steward that power well um but then 
government becomes necessity when or or something like governing a governing force becomes a necessity when we look at the reality of man so you go well yes yeah, sure but if someone's going to start like hurting other people right. someone, and th- yeah, this yeah. is where you initially come in you're like all right we need to put something in place to take care of a knucklehead but then there's a million versions of knucklehead right that they we bullies come in all shapes so and sizes. Course. But so the and the reason why I ask you what do, what do you suggest is <clears throat> in in particular for UBI and the advent of AI. Mm-hmm. So you want to be libertarian. You don't want the government to do much. But AI is coming and will do everything, and probably govern us eventually. Um, I mean, uh, artificial and uh, general managers are coming. Like yeah. management low-level management's first obviously you know but that's all coming too like that's right down the road that's happening you know uh to manage people on a lower level uh what happens when when ai starts taking our jobs we have a libertarian government that doesn't do anything what happens ai is doing everything what do we do how do your kids eat uh they learn to code the AI is doing that. Yeah, why would they need to code? No, <laughs> well, and then well, no, this the, is the, the da- yeah, you're going to you're going to have yeah, to learn yeah, to the, farm the, because or well, they here's learn the thing farm. is that's what it, you're, yeah. well, sure. So you it may be provided land, for you by the, the by the power that is. This is the danger of like becoming de- yeah, like the dependence on something like government. Even universal basic income is this where it's like wait, the mechanism by which I eat is external to me is completely alienated from me right. and to which I am completely dependent on, I am ultimately powerless. And if mm-hmm. you want, you legitimately, I believe, if you want any it. power, you need to grow food. Like, the, ultimately. Like, right. you, you to get you're those going Maybe. to have to be I, able to. You know, to. I don't I think humans will figure it out. I don't I don't have the answer, but I, I think, you know. I believe uh, in us. I could be anything. Well, man, this is, yeah. all, like, <laughs> you can't just say that. You answer the question, man. You're like, you want libertarianism, and yeah. we're talking about UBI, and we're talking yeah, yeah. about AI. Yeah. It's like, come on. What, what, are the, what are the possibilities here? Look, so farming, how much land does it take to support a family? Because this is not an easy task. Like, mm-hmm. sure, we got a little garden right out here, but uh, how no. many people and will that support? Yeah, no, right. you can't live off the land. Not not today. You're you're dead. You're, you're going to have to have a big old chunk of land somewhere and a whole bunch of equipment in order to live off the land, right? Isn't that, wouldn't you have to? We could be trying to fish, but of course the the, the food system's falling apart in the ocean. I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunting and gathering, uh, not with 8 billion people on the planet or 10 billion, whatever it's going to be. 9 billion is where it's supposed to cap out or something. People say that. I don't sure. know why. Um, you can't just, yeah, you, know, you can shoot squirrels for so long. And then there's no more squirrels left with people everywhere that are yeah. 150 pounds each yep. eating all that. What do you do? What do we do? Uh, without just saying, yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, <laughs> well, and what if, and, and honestly, don't you think one of the ways we would figure it out was like, we probably need to like create some sort of a body that is uh, delegated by the collective <laughs> so that we can consider the interests of everybody. Um, like something basically saying government, government, government would be like, I mean, we can, you can call it something else. It, it could yeah. be, you know, but it is like something would have to contend with that. Yeah, sure. that's right. Yeah. Would be it corporate or whatever. It is corporate. That's Maybe we don't is. have a federal one. Maybe sure. they're all state level or whatever, you know, I, I don't know, but I mean, but <laughs> even, but, even no, okay. That, so, but I mean, in that reality, so what exactly is government doing? Right. I mean, 
so we could establish a safety net. Like, okay, let, let's make sure everyone has food, uh, shelter, and uh, I don't know. What else? Welfare state. I mean, that's, this is what we're talking about. Right. Food and shelter and medical. Yeah, no, it's back to that. It's like, we're okay, right we, back to the we got to rely state. on that's UBI. That. It's going like the to government's going to provide that? It, it, it seems to me to be inevitable and not a question of political opinion. Like, yeah. Now, so well, we can I, talk so about because it's the systems that are sure. like now turning to what is. I'm like, there's this is a disaster. Everything we've tried to do, but ultimately, something like universal basic income or this shared provision or whatever of you know housing and clothes. It's like there is, and no, and and we've already divorced ourselves and become so alienated from work. We're sitting here going, we don't even know how to do what they did. This is the devolving that is taking place with our relationship with technology we have lost like like you actually it's funny when you were talking about dna you're like we have all these extra parts (laughs) from things we used to be or do or viruses viruses from back in the day well sure so we have now it's like an like your appendix it's like oh Mm. what's that for and and you've got your built to have purpose and create and challenge and then and now you have no job and therefore no income if there is no other there's no alternative source of income. You're going to have to rely on whatever that alternative source of income is, something like uh, basic universal basic income that frees you up to maybe do other kinds of work or greater work that does somehow bring some sort of profit. But the availability of food is then, ava- is then what? It's dependent on the power, whatever power that is. Uh, yeah, no, it's, oh, this is like, a, yeah, that's, I, I don't see any other. How's that? How else can that play out? No. Uh, okay. And um, you don't know how to farm. N- I mean, I could figure out farming. I could be anything. I yeah. No. This is what <laughs> this, this is, is what we need to do. We need to. Uh, <laughs> I, we talked about this. Cl- me and you, Cliff. We need to buy a bunch of land in Alaska. Yeah. In Alaska, oh, I see. Thousand bucks an acre. Going. It's gonna be like Florida. Global, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna be wanting to come up there, man. Right. Oh, that's now we're the landowners. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! Yeah, Take your yeah. The weather will be nice. Cities. Give it some time. The weather will yeah, be nice. It's gonna still be dark though. That's okay. Hot uh, and dark. And we need to build. <laughs> it's not gonna be that hot. It's in Alaska. Yeah, it we need. We there. need. So the first thing we need to do is build a big wall to keep everyone else out. For sure. Okay. Okay. Go on. Hundred acres, gonna, large wall. Reserve. Stockpile guns. We'll we'll have sentry guns on the wall. This is so Can't fascinating. Get close to the wall. Go on. Um, and then. Uh, figure out farming and hunting. But then they come in with their drones. Yeah, this is straight out of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Governor. Yeah, really? I did, yeah, I'm not caught up on that. <laughs> uh, but that's... Uh, anyway, yeah. that's a great idea. I, I actually would like to do that. Let's do that. If we want... If, let's Please, let's buy some land in Alaska collectively. It's $1,000 an acre. Well... Cheap. Till word gets out, yeah. Is it cheap? Is it a thousand bucks? It's a thousand bucks an acre up there, man. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll take two. I will take ten acres. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so. gonna have to work with some other people. <laughs> yeah, we should go in together, guys. Let's all give eighty percent of what we got, <laughs> and we'll each own eighty percent of the land. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I like that idea, but of course that's that's in jest. So not we're talking about for everybody. Like maybe we can do that. There's a lot of people. Majority of people actually have nothing in savings. They live paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and they lose their job for two weeks, and they are struggling. You know? Well, yeah, and I I meet those people all the time because we run food distributions, right. and right. people like it does not shoot people that have jobs come to the food distributions. Like, yeah, I got yeah. a house, but I got two kids. I don't know how. Like, thank God, there's something that's available to me. And there's to only help so much out. land too. Okay, so so it's not actually. So maybe it's a solution for us. But let's talk about. It. Holistic solutions. You don't want UBI, but what I, do no, we do? I, I, well, I didn't say I didn't want it. I just I have. A, you feel I, it'll devolve. I'm I'm worried about it. Well, come on. You said you, you didn't want it. Be honest. Hey, John. Humans will figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's it. It's like, but that's the thing. I mean, so I figured it out. I'm going to Alaska. Humans humans are facing um, a change like we've never seen. Like obviously yeah, the industrial yeah. revolution was huge and all that stuff, the agricultural revolution, but AI, man, that is going to be a totally new animal. We had jobs. We had something to do. And even as you were saying, work is so central yeah. to like who we are yeah. as humans. Like from a biblical biblical perspective, like that's why God created the garden and that in that interpretation, like we needed to work. Yeah. Um and so what happens when we have no work? Yeah, it's like a lot of people are going to die yeah. and and psychologically physically yep they're just going to fall apart yep. in every way and the world is going to change dramatically and it's going to change so fast i really just don't think that i don't think we're ready i don't think we're capable i don't think we i don't think we're looking at this and realizing what's to come our leadership isn't i don't think right and we are not going to be ready and it's going to hit hard like a ton of bricks and and things are going to go south real fast. So maybe we do stop. Maybe maybe so maybe that's what I believe. Things are going to go south. There is no solution. What do we do? What do the three of us and our families and friends do? What can yeah, we yeah. do? Yeah, can you So now we're going to be a prepper. Maybe maybe we are going to Alaska. Maybe that's what we should be talking <laughs> Stockpile about. Stockpile the canned goods. There is no solution. It's 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 a uh, survival of the fittest, you know? It's like it's it's either we do this or we die. Is that the case? I don't know. I don't know. UBI will probably come out and be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. UBI. Oh, well, yeah, we figured it out. Humans are smart. We'll figure, <laughs> it smart. We'll figure it out. It'll be great to play this recording back in 15 years. <laughs> See how wrong we were. <clears throat> we'll have a Mars colony by then. Computers will be laughing at you. Maybe I'll be. <laughs> silly clip. <laughs> Yeah, except for that we'll all be dead. And the computers will be singing that one song, The Humans Are Dead. Have you ever heard that song? No. It's fantastic. I thought they were singing Don't Tell My Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Jesus will come back. Yeah, as a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone puts... No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think this was how he was going to come back. Uh. Cliff figured it out. Long Second time coming. Jesus 2.0. Exactly. You had no clue. That was a beta test. <laughs> right. <laughs> the real deal's here now. Intel inside. Well, anyway, now we're depressed. What are we talking about now? Depressed, scared, <laughs> naked and alone, quivering in the corner of a potentially meaningless well, universe. You know, I, w I was just thinking about, uh, you know, if... Uh, you know, if countries still go to war with other countries and, you know, maybe you've got a massive like EMP uh, bomb or however that works. 
Like if you if you were able to just wipe out. So if we're completely dependent on AI and you wipe out technology, like shut it off. Figure it, like another country figures out how to shut your stuff off. Dude, if you shut it off now, if there was a way to just power down everything, I mean that dude, that's the beginning of Fight Club. Well, what do you mean there is? I mean, we're t- that's not theoretical, right? Like a EMP would just shut everything that's right. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, and it we would immediately be in absolute chaos. Oh yeah. Oh, it the would records, be. the the financial system, the like, yeah, it's it's. It's on get as soon as get that happens. Get out of the yeah. city. Get your horse and buggy. And get out of the city. <laughs> the only people, grab your the only people that are cool are like the Amish. Like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> you mean I can't put? You don't have gas for my tractor? They're just oh, lolling. Well. They're passing around their like their Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just LOLs all across the land. <laughs> <laughs> passing around their Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> EMP didn't do anything to my Facebook. They started sketching all these memes. <laughs> They're the only ones that still have debt. <laughs> you still owe me 20 bucks, man. It's written in the book. How, how do they do money? How do they do that? Yeah, that's a good question. Dude, they crush. What? Like, what? They make a ton of money. But what? how? So, but the, within no. the community, like, it's like. You're all in the Oh, you know what? I don't. I, yeah. So we could like do. Re- I'm interested in that too. Look, we, we need some to go research. There, there. So it's a communitarian a people. I imagine there's a there's a quite the uh, provision like, but it's based on neighborliness. You know, it's like really, and this is actually one of the things that I think is the answer is like yeah, we start cultivating spirituality yeah. and neighborliness, like yeah. love of neighbor, as a like as a psychological spiritual change in people as this stuff progresses but no the amish is you know as far as i know but i mean you go to like in philly go to like the the mar- the big i forget what it's called the big market where everyone is and they're, they're out there selling you know their donuts yeah. or ice cream or whatever i mean they have the best stuff are there I, well, how did it, podcasts uh, no we were, that, we, that, why would, we were talking about that we could that'd be great um why wouldn't they? <clears throat> how do they feel about guns so, okay, I don't, by the way, you can't like interview me about the Amish because I'm not, but I do know this. Here, I'll tell you this. It's yeah. very interesting. The Amish do not, you ever notice their beards don't have mustaches? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that is common among the peace churches. And the reason for that is, is that military men historically had mustaches. Huh. And so the no mustache is a statement, an anti-militaristic statement. It is, they are they are called peace churches. Well, when they, he said, do they have guns? I thought for hunting. I guarantee they do. So, yeah, I guarantee. Well, I, gu- I don't know, but I, I would, I would, I would, I, I guarantee. I am very confident that they would utilize that tool for something like hunting. Yeah. But. Uh, what about for, in for terms protection? Of viol- no, they are a fully nonviolent people. Mm. So you're just going to go take take their no food. i know <laughs> so no here's where i was going with this we need so uh so Sorry, we just look, take over it, their land got it on the no, way no, on the way to alaska no, no. we stop in by pennsylvania <laughs> yeah get some rubber uh, tires for that tractor because we're taking so it if we <laughs> if we seriously bought land in alaska and try to do that we would fail we would die um what probably what 
Why what are we doing? We can figure I believe it. You just you. said we could figure it out. You man. said we you could, said could, you could figure like, it out. You I could be anything. Hey, all well, look, now. man. I, you know, I'd be if that. So if the reality you're describing is coming, I'd be willing to chance it. But I don't think our odds would be good. Now, to better our odds, is we go team up with people that are already doing it, like the Amish, right? The Buy th- the land, recruit the Amish. No, no, well, we just need to go there and like they have. Pro- they have. I have no idea. AI's any about anything about AI's coming. We like, hey, look, this you, is coming. Oh, you think the Amish are ignorant now, just sitting around in the Stone Age, unaware? Dude, I just looked it up. The Amish have three of the most highly rated podcasts. <laughs> That's great. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a lie, but I think there are some Amish podcasts. Yeah, you said that with a lot of confidence. Um, <sighs> so lying. we go there. We team up with the Amish. We got to stockpile guns, though, because when, when everything goes down, there's uh, people are going to... We gotta protect. We gotta protect our people. So we need stockpile guns. Team up with the Amish. Inform them that AI is coming, and we gotta prepare for it. <laughs> this is the plan. That's a very, very <laughs> bad plan. <laughs> How, what's wrong with that plan? Stockpile guns. Team up with the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is a foolproof. These are the people we need to play up with. These, <laughs> you do need players. the Amish. No, 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 for real. Right. You we should do need them. Yeah, you're start, right. good. start with the Amish. Let's go get them first because they might have more to contribute than you know, yeah. so we including need spiritual and ethical leadership. And <laughs> but then we need we need like some mil- some old like veteran military guys that are still like you know so you need mustaches and no mustache well, mustache and no mask that's the that's the battle so so we're gonna no so we 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 listen guys this is this is the brilliant thing you actually set up two places in alaska not too far apart <laughs> yeah yeah and one is very military one compound. is very militia mm-hmm. military compound and the other they're is patrolling church they don't even know about each other they're never gonna have problems yeah. with each other they don't they they Fundamentally, they'd agree on all kinds of stuff, but they would never. Every once in a while, they meet up in the woods. Like they, they yeah, see yeah. each other. Like who was that guy? Yeah, they don't, don't know, but we guy. know, yeah, and we, we know. go back and forth. And we're like, you know, like in the others or whatever. Is that what that show is called? Where you're like outside the village? Is that what that was? Wait, was that no, no, a movie? It's or the Shyamalan movie that they're all in. What's it called? It, and it, isn't it, they're there like all some bad, sort of yeah. weird like. No, I don't think it's the others. Why would you have two two separate groups, bro? Because listen, because they won't. Because they're so philosophically differentiated on mm-hmm. question of like violence or things like that. Like there's a different spirit to these communities and you need both of those spirits. So you set up two places and then you go between them. You know what I mean? And you, you facilitate trade and, mm. and, and alliance between these two groups. But they need to be separate because you go stockpile guns, recruit the Amish. All right, we got a military wall around this thing. <laughs> And, and, you know, there, there's some incompatibility in terms of the spirit of the thing. And actually, you know, that might actually be why maybe just lay, like, lay that whole thing out and you go, I just understand why we got these two systems, two parties. But we're not battling AI here, though. This is this is the thing. man. No, it's, you're battling. Um, it's the human. It, it, yeah. It, if it's, everything crashes. Sure. Well, this is you go. Yeah, we are on our own. Yeah. <clears throat> so, are we going to do this or what? Can't yeah. We're still working please? it out. I I just bought a bunch of guns on my phone. Oh, really? Well, no, just get a no. couple plots of land. Yeah. Well, let's get that. Get that set up. We should, if if it, if it's a thing, we should all go spend like a week with the Amish. Look, I have been 
serious about actually doing well, it. Was it. Well, they let well, I, I would, dude, I, yeah, outsiders? of course. And oh, I would, Amish. heck yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's very hospitable. I, I would do that. Actually, if this is the conversation that leads us to do that, whatever. I would, I wish I had that kind of an opportunity or had set up time with mm. folks like that. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are, as best I can tell, like a, fascinating and i'm not even going to do a search people. i'm going to type in visit the amish.com is this a website because if it is and if it's not then it will be boy we're just cranking them out we're just like we, <laughs> yeah. we got the whole future of the world we got y'all we got it y'all weren't thinking ahead. oh it's a website baby is it <laughs> your home for everything amish amish there they are look at these guys man these are these guys are so are are the Amish are they Christian? Oh my god. I don't know anything about the Amish. No, clearly I I just realized what have we been talking about? Yeah, y- yes, it is peace churches. Yeah. So they are they are well, they're they're Anabaptist. Like, okay. They're they're like the Quakers. Right. We said all these things. Well, I don't okay. look, man, I so I wouldn't call like a I'm like sorry. a Jehovah's Witness. I wouldn't call them Christian. But would a Jehovah's Witness call themselves a Christian? I well yeah, probably not. I don't know. I don't course, know any Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, I know a lot of people call they themselves come, Christian. I don't no, really believe in They come. The the Spanish Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house a couple times a month. Yeah, yeah. They're very. Uh, yeah. They ask me if I speak English. And I say no, and they walk away. <laughs> you say no. No, I'm sorry. No. That, I said that backwards. They ask if I speak, speak Spanish. Spanish. Right. And so yeah, you answer my them bad. in Spanish. I say no. I no. do not speak English. I say, yeah. My bad. Uh, yeah, I say I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> and then they walk away. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun to talk to J Dubs. I like that they don't do birthdays and holidays. That's kind of a cool. I thing. like that too. Yeah. Oh man, I tried to make a deal with my wife. It did not go well. To ignore each other's birthday. Well, so she, so she, Father's Day is coming up. She's like, "Hey, what do you want to do for Father's Day?" I was like, "I don't want to do anything." Sounds like a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, leave me alone. She's like, come on, let's do something. I was like, I I really don't want to do anything. And then my birthday is coming up uh, a little bit later. She's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I said, hey. And then our anniversary is right after my birthday. So I was like, hey, how about we don't do anything for Father's Day? We don't do anything for my birthday. But we also don't do anything for our anniversary. (laughs) I, oh, there was a compromise coming man. here. Oh my and god! We also when he told me Christmas. this, I was like, "Oh, that went well." You're stupid. <laughs> I thought it was a she great had a deal. problem you skipping your me? birthday. You're like, "Hold on, I don't want to do anything for any of these." As a matter of I fact, was like, F "Look, you I'm too. no, I'm letting you off the hook. No pressure. You don't have to buy oh me anything. God. You don't have to like plan anything. This is uh, you it should that's a relief. Look, for you. why is it that? You, how long have you been married? Ten years? Eleven years? How can I know more about women than you? This doesn't make any sense, John. You're not learning. What? You can't hear me? Oh, was I not talking? To I, I heard you. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm um, in the same room, but uh, it's probably just no. Hey, room. look, man. Uh, no, I've been married for a long time, and it and it is working very well. Every now and then, you gotta throw a hail mary just to see like <laughs> what what can I do? You gotta, How did we get off the Amish? Let's skip. Yeah, well, because John's stupid. Look, Galatian hiked. I, look, man. I figured out this whole thing. I figured out what we're gonna do. 
I'm the I'm the mastermind in this whole okay, thing. Okay, you're not <laughs> stupid. You're just uh, misinformed about women and their emotions and stuff. Glassenheit. I just this is a random thing that I just came across. I'm just gonna read it just because yeah. it's fun. Uh, Glassenheit. The Amish care for one another, provide for one another, and support one another. An important concept in Amish culture is the practice of Glassenheit. If I'm pronouncing that per- probably probably not. Self surrender. Height is based on the example of Jesus Christ as set forth in the Bible. Height stresses humility, obedience, and the acceptance of life's difficulties as important virtues for all Amish people. Children learn Height from a very young age, sometimes with a firm spanking if they are showing off. The following verse from the Amish publication, The Instruction of Youth, illustrates the ideals of Height quite well. I must be a Christian child, gentle, patient, meek, and mild, must be honest, simple, true, in my words and actions too, I must cheerfully obey, giving up my will and way. That's everything you need to know about the Amish. That's awesome, dude. They, yeah, they should they should lead the way. Let's go. I mean, seriously, can we? Let's go. I'd like to. Yeah, let's work that out. I need ultimate freedom. And then while we're there, we talk them into doing a podcast. We start a podcast with them. Mm-hmm. We we popularize their ethos and ethic, and we ask them lots of questions. Like we just go in and we just go in as students, and then we just record. All, you know, us learning from and being trained up by the Amish, and then and then we move all of them to Alaska. Yeah, I'm game. They need guns though. Don't they have them? Wait, did we determine they don't? No, they mean they need lots of guns. <coughs> he means militaristic. Yeah. Might be a tough sell. Mm. We just frame it in a way like you want to keep your community together. You got to protect them. It's coming. Like the dystopia is Well, coming. no, that's why we need to set up two places. So it's kind of cool. Like this is why Costa Rica cannot have a, a – they have no military, mm. but they have the U.S., Right. Mm. So it's like, yeah, what, why would I need, so you can have that, you can be nonviolent, no guns. I mean, I just let them be. And then just down the street, we got another crew that's just <laughs> these crazy knuckle draggers. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Just food. <laughs> just need food. Keep them fed beef and, uh, or, or what's the new beyond meat. <laughs> Have you seen that stock? That Good stock God. went crazy. I heard recently too. Dude, but man, it went incredible. Nuts. What? What? Is, the Impossible Burger. So I had a Beyond Meat burger, and it was nowhere near. As well, I don't know what this correctly. is. Beyond Meat. What is it's this? It's like this is a new meat alternative, and apparently Beyond Meat's supposed to be pretty good. But the Impossible Burger. Have you had one yet? No, well, I well, I would never eat a not burger meat. What? Why? Well, I'm not saying I would never do that, but I would never do like if you have one right now and like taste it. I'm not saying I wouldn't taste. Hold it. Hold on a second. Why? Why? Because I like meat. I like meat, <laughs> even though beef is ten times as more destructive to the environment as chicken. I don't <laughs> eat as much beef as I want. I don't care how much they tortured that cow. I'm just gonna eat as much as I want. Look, the- it would definitely be better to raise animals, sure, <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. But like the idea. Yeah, I, it it is not immediately appeal. Like I have never, I don't think ever, gone and said, yeah. Oh no, I did one time at a restaurant here because it was like high end. And I was like, oh, I bet they could probably do. They had like a bean burger. Sure, they. It it's terrible. not a burger. Of course it is. Listen, uh, 
so I went and had an Impossible Burger. We uh, we went to a restaurant in downtown Dunedin or whatever, um, and they screwed up our order in the beginning. And so then we got our burgers afterwards, and Anna Maria like took a bite, and she's like, I think they messed my order up again. And so then I took some. I, I ate it, and I was like, yeah, this isn't a – they messed it up. So we called them because she's like mostly vegan, um, but vegetarian at least. And, and uh, he's like, no, that's it, man. That's the Impossible Burger. It is impossibly <laughs> good. He lied. He lied to you, dude. Yeah, maybe, but it it tasted it it. The only thing that was different was it was brown all the way through. It's like that's how you could tell. It, it wasn't like pink in the middle. But, right, right, right. But absolutely. it tasted. It was slightly sweeter. I preferred the taste actually to my burger, and it man, that and the the Beyond Burger. It's okay, but man, it's. It's not that. It's and the Impossible Burger has not IPO'd yet. Man, I'm, I have a Google alert, search alert, but so I don't what, ever check it. What is what is the Impossible uh, Burger? The it's another meatless burger that just hasn't gone to IPO. And they're now allegedly they're testing it out in like California at the Burger Kings. The Burger Kings like adopting it. Wow. When this thing IPOs, man, we got to be ready. Mm. We got to be ready. I won't eat it. Then we won't have to worry about anything. You won't eat it. Give me a break. I'll give it to you. You won't even know. I won't eat it on purpose. Yeah, you won't even know. You'll have you'll eat it. <laughs> I you won't eat know. it on purpose. <laughs> you can treat me. I might eat it. <laughs> but it's so good, man. Yeah, say it's plant based, man. This is great. This is great for their well. Yeah, I know that's that. If they can make something that actually is Dude, decent, it's, it is more than decent. Man. It's hard to imagine, and I haven't had it. Yeah, and but it. I did see it drop on the stock exchange, and I was like, "What is this thing?" Now that's that's the other one. That's beyond me. beyond me. Right. That one's not. I mean, that's good, if I remember correctly. But it's yeah. not. It's not great. It's way so better than what, that bean burger. But it's yeah, not the, was, impos- the impossible so burger. Bad. Is it's, it seems impossible? How can you make a burger that tastes just like a burger out of plants? Well, but nutritionally, nutritionally speaking, wh- how is it different? I think it's got lots of protein and stuff in it. I don't know. I don't know. We could look it up right now. The internet's. Because I, I won't eat the bean burger. Why won't just, you? Because well, uh, uh. I don't eat beans. Oh yeah, yeah, because of the carbs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we'd have to look it up. I think it might be, it might be, it might have like a higher carb count. It might be like some sort of like super balanced macro load, like not for special diets or whatever. It's like probably like a forty hmm. or sixty, whatever it is. What's the normal forty twenty twenty? No, that's not it. That's only eighty. How did we get to that? Oh, we're all over the place, man. I don't know, man. But how how long? It's gonna be a weird on? future. Burgers not made out of meat. Reality is not made out of human. You ever think about how everything's made out of nothing? I, I wonder about that sometimes. Man. Ex nihilo. <laughs> no, no, like this table in front of us. It's just. It's made out of wood. Yeah, but what's the wood made out of? Tree. What? Man, those molecules are so far apart. There's nothing there. Oh, I, I get. It's just energy. Quantum. What? Which makes me think, like, man, none of this is real. This really is a computer simulation. <laughs> you know, it really seems that way when you start thinking about it. When like everything, the whole universe can be compressed into nothing. Essentially, there's like basically nothing there. You can, can just compress it all, leading to the heat death, and it's like gonna be just nothingness. The whole universe is just a whole bunch of heat, nothingness expanded out to like infinity almost, and then it's like, and then it just like, explodes again or whatever. Because why not? There's no time. It's crazy, crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> crazy stuff to start thinking about it. What time yeah. is it? How long are we been? I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say we should probably yeah. wrap it up. We're, we're going all over the place. It's my fault, isn't it? 
Everything's my fault. It is, uh, yeah. It's like almost 11. When did we start recording? I don't know. Well, that this says. isn't very interesting. <laughs> we should stop talking about recording to stop. It was fun. It was fun so far. Good enough. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, honestly, it's it's good. I'm helpful. I think it's helpful just to get in here and go figure out how this all works. And I mean, I think a lot came out of this. We talked. I mean, we got a, I like we got it. a this plan. This guy believes in UBI now. We're gonna go to yeah. I was never against it. He he also universal basic guns or something. <laughs> Mini guns. <laughs> UBGs. Yeah. That's what we need. Uh, okay, next next podcast comes from the Amish. Uh, following one yeah. comes from our land in Alaska. That'll be <laughs> awesome. All right. Stay tuned. Click the stop button.